What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin. Hello and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast. On today's episode, we are heading to Tampa, Florida to talk with Mandy LeMond. Mandy is a former foster child turned Emmy award-winning TV producer, host of Foster ED, the podcast, motivational speaker, and book author. Mandy's latest book, The Fostered One is out now. So my dear Mandy, welcome to the bus. <laughs> hey, thank you for having me. I do have a question. Can you just like, it's so hot here in Tampa. Are we going to, are we having cocktails? Because it is four o'clock. I know it's five o'clock somewhere. So. <laughs> so right, it's been a long week. It's been a long week, but I love this. This is literally a delight. For me, I'm so thankful to be part of this journey with you. This is beautiful. This is fantastic. Wonderful. I'm super happy to have you. I cannot drink, but you can. So let's <laughs> I say that as I'm sipping on this sunny water and a uh, energy drink because I'm tired. <laughs> I decided uh-huh. not to have coffee. But <laughs> uh-huh. And Mandy, I love animals and I have a cat who lives with my mom. Because unfortunately, my husband is allergic to cats. I had to decide. I had to decide between my husband and (laughs) (laughs) So I see that you have a cute fur baby. What's his name? I have two. Milo is my Shitsapoo and Marley. They are from the same sibling set, just one generation off. Milo and Marley. And uh-huh. they are so super, super stinking sweet. Um, they're Shitsapoos and your like Shitsapoo Yorkie mixes. And they, because I'm high phytogenic too. I'm, I'm like your husband. I'm allergic to cats. I like him already. <laughs> so, but they are the dearest things. They run everywhere with me. Milo has been everywhere from North Carolina to Kentucky to and um, he's going with us my uh, family's coming in here to uh, Tampa to visit with me and he's going with us uh, to Orlando <laughs> to stay with me well and cats usually don't like going out 
tell me something interesting about them. Oh my goodness. Well, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. Milo is an OG, like one of those old gangsters where he just does not want to put up with anybody. Listen to this. It's a true story. So I live in an apartment complex. I can't believe you asked that. You're, you may be telepathic because I've been wanting to tell this story. So I'm walking him downstairs yesterday and there's a maintenance man there. Milo walks up and this is true. True story. Walks up, hikes his leg and peed on this man. No, I'm not kidding you. Yes, he did. And he's not like that. This dog, I could show you video, but he's just over here laying around. He literally just peed on that man. And the man, <laughs> to his credit, sorry, I'm starting to laugh. To his credit goes, well, I've never had that happen. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So we got some tissues and cleaned it up. And Miles just looked at him. He literally peed on a stranger. And he doesn't do that stuff. So I ran into the guy's boss earlier today when I was walking the dog. And he's like, honestly, that guy's a horrible person. That's why he did it. Dogs know. Dogs know. Man's best friend. I couldn't yeah. believe it. I'm so thankful you asked that. I got to tell that story. I haven't told anybody about that book. <laughs> yeah. And I think they sense when people are not good. Actually, my cat, Attila, he senses if I am sad. Yes, yes. And with me dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder um, and just my craziness that I've had happen in my life, my Milo, truly, truly, they do get to know your senses and your moods and your personality and what I've been crying before. He's come and cuddled with me. And now Maya or Marley comes and does the same thing. Yes. They are adorable. And Mandy, each of us has a story where resilience plays an important role. So some people have life experience that require more resilience than others. Can you tell us about your journey? Because I, it's not an easy one. It was not. Well, I, I'll just start when I was a little girl. I grew up primarily homeless as a child. Um, my mother... I'll just be frank with you. I'm, I'm a frank person. She was the town prostitute and she did not, um, she did not keep a great mental stability at times. And one night the man who is my father broke into our home and stabbed her over 40 times, uh, stabbed me 13 and I almost died. He also raped me that night. He was high on drugs. Um, and then from there, my, my, my sister, I have a sister she helped save our lives. There was an off-duty police officer coming home that night. Sorry, sometimes this makes me emotional. An off-duty police officer coming home at four o'clock in the morning, and he happened to hear our screams, and he saved us. Um, with that said, no one wanted Mandy because she was the product of a, an interracial relationship, and I was a reminder of the horrible things that happened to my family. So they sent me to an orphanage and I lived in the orphanage where some crazy, crazy stuff happened. Um, sometimes foster care and orphanages are not the greatest places, but uh, it taught me tenacity. Uh, so I lived in the orphanage until I aged out at 18. And then when I was 18, I went to they, my, um, my mother's biological sister, my aunt, uh, came to take me away to college and she took me to college and gave me five dollars and a lot of loaf of bread and some as we call it here baloney and I remember standing there thinking how in the heck or what am I going to do for four years for food so with that same tenacity that helped me survive um, at the orphanage I immediately went and got a job and I worked three jobs to put myself through college 
I uh, met the man I thought was going to be the man of my dreams. And um, we got married. We found out we could not have children. So we adopted two kids from state foster care. Mm-hmm. Our foster child, um, this is where it gets horrible. Our foster child was high on drugs. There we go with drugs again. High on drugs again one night and um, in a gang-related activity, um, open fire on a house. Only problem was it was the wrong damn house. And the house, um, the bullets ended up hitting a then five-year-old, and now that poor child is blind. So we have that family who's been impacted and then my family, because my my foster adopted son is incarcerated and could be there for up to you know, 15, 20 years um, in prison. With all, all that happening, I just had a meltdown. Have you ever had so much crap hit the fan that you just have a meltdown? We all have. Wow. Yeah. So I had had a major meltdown and found myself um, in needing some mental health care. Um, I ended up getting divorced. But fast forward six months later, my book is uh, flourishing. My podcast is doing awesome. Uh, Somehow I have almost 30,000 followers on Instagram. (laughs) And this all happened in six months after I just woke up one day and was like, okay, I'm taking back my life. Because sometimes you just have to say that I'm taking back my life. I'm not letting them control it, control it anymore. So 10,000 followers on TikTok, 20 something followers on Instagram, Um, my YouTube channel, my team and I are working on that. And I believe in resilience, manifestation. I believe that God is good, your higher power, your higher self. And you don't have to be defined by the bullcrap, that mess that was, because that is what I preach about is in my post-traumatic stress disorder talks that I give globally, post-traumatic stress disorder, although that is a mess, we can take it and turn it into a message. So um, I may have had a crap ton of stuff happen to me, but guess what? I'm a badass. (laughs) Mandy, you are a badass, (laughs) really. You, your foster son is in prison. You got divorced after a 20 year marriage. And now you are helping people to cope with PTSD. So yes. Mm -hmm. Wow. Can you tell us about the method you developed? Yes. It's called the five and I truly believe we have five senses and five fingers and five toes for a reason. So within that five, we're just going to use traffic, for example, in five seconds, if something, well, okay, let's, let's change that because we're talking about kids. So within five seconds, if something happening to you, I want you to ask yourself, are you safe? And if you're safe, then guess what's going to happen? Two things, your body's going to respond. That flight or flight sense is going to be diminished by almost 30%. Therefore, you can think more clearly. The next thing we're going to do, okay, we're safe. Five. One, two, three, four, five. Second, we are going to look at ourselves and talk internally. I know I see people doing this all the time now that I've taught them this. Talk internally. In five minutes, will this matter? And I know we've heard people say that before, but truly, is your child throwing that tamper tantrum going to matter in five minutes? It's not. So what is going to happen the next time that happens? In five months from now, when that happens, what is your reaction going to be? And I want you to meditate as you do those five and take a, an example for yourself and set an example for yourself that you won't let someone else. And it does go back to control and resilience about that five, because if you're allowing people to control your five senses, screaming, yelling, your emotions, all those things, that five can change those five senses. So it is all encompassing. Wonderful. And, you know, let's go back to 
the time you were in, in this foster care, you said that while in the system, you dealt with both physical and mental abuse. Yeah. So, um, sorry. <laughs> no, sorry for asking. I can I can skip this question. No, no, I want to share it because, but sometimes just just going back to that PTSD, sometimes just some just your voice is so kind, it just um, resonates with me. Um, that time in foster care, not everyone was so kind to me. I was called a, a lot of not so nice names, if you can go from there, because I was a minority in this Eastern Kentucky facility. Uh, one time we were get, I was made to eat my own puke. Um, so there are so many traumatic stories that happened to me that are in my book. But at the same time, every time someone was doing something horrific to me, they were truly only sharing their pain in another way. And I know that sounds hokey and it sounds um, almost unrealistic for someone to have been through as much as I have been to be able to say that. But do you know what resilience truly is? It's forgiving people who've hurt you and building up and saying, you know what, I forgive you for hurting me. And the, the people who committed those crimes against me, the mental abuse of being called names and um, made to do some really horrific things at times. Um, but with that said, my strength and resilience that I have because of what happened to me has been able to turn this that mess into a message and help other people whether it is talking about eating disorders, because it, you know, eating your own, you, of course you're going to develop an eating disorder. You know, you, you're very sensitive things. And the, the way that people talk to you, I have a, a bit of more of a kind nature to myself if someone is having a bad day. And you survived many tragedies, but then you became a TV reporter and received an Amy Award. That's very impressive, Mandy. Where did you get your strength from? I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I love TV. I love it. I love the aspect of it because it is storytelling. It is someone's story. And I, I love to hear stories and I've always loved to write and I've loved to um, sit down and speak with other people because we all do have a story and somehow we're all interconnected. You may not realize that your divorce looks like mine or something that happened to you or your cousins doesn't understand why you can't eat a certain food. Well, you're not eating that certain food because granny made you do this. You know, we're all interconnected. I absolutely adored my time um, at the NBC affiliate in Lexington, Kentucky. It was a gift to, be, to get there. Excuse me. It was a gift to get there. I had a reporter that just quit one day and, and the news director's like, hey, you want to do this? And I'm like, me? Are you kidding? <laughs> yes, absolutely. I'll be on TV. How quickly can I You put me there. <laughs> yes. But it wasn't just the TV aspect and the fame aspect of it for me. I loved going into people's homes and hearing their conversations and talking with them and just building that connection because we are all interconnected. And I think our stories, man, they can help each other. We can. We can help each other. Yes, I can agree more, Mandy. And you've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com aware. Terms apply.
Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Your memoir is entitled The Fostered One. Yes. Why did you decide to share your story? I shared my story because I saw a need. One in four, as my, my foster son went to prison, one in four children, one or four people who I should say, who are in foster care will go to prison. One in four. That's, that's mm-hmm. astounding. Can you believe that, that our prison population is essentially there's a foster care to prison pipeline. I shared my story because I felt like it could make an impact. And that's why we're here, whether we're here to help someone. I used to say, help a stranger skip when no one's looking. Um, My story has so many layers and elements. And I really thought as I was writing my book that my elements were just going to be about my childhood. And then the situation happened with my son and then the divorce happened and it just layered upon layered and there's infertility in the divorce and infidelity and, and just people looking, you know, at a celebrity couple in a certain way, we would be screaming at each other in the car before we made a public appearance and walk in holding hands. And then for two hours, pretend like everything was perfect. You know, I seemingly had a perfect life um, when in reality, it was a nightmare back at home. So um, it's and the mental illness aspect of it. People don't want to admit when they're hurting because we have to be so strong for someone in our life, whether it's our cat, dog, brother, sister, son, we have to be strong. And sometimes we just need to raise a hand and say, guess what? I need help. Can someone help me? And then you can help other people. Absolutely. And Mandy, what is your opinion about the current American foster care system? I'm going to try to be nice. (laughs) It is a crap show. It is a crap show. You are sending the biggest thing that we are dealing with here is you have children who are being placed into the care of homes um, and they're while we are vetting the children, while we are vetting the parents to go in um, to be for the children to go into the foster care home, we aren't helping the kids once they age out. So you have foster children, the homeless rate, homelessness rate against foster children is almost 60%. So at 18, where do they go? So you, you've got me in care and you have someone who is receiving funds for me to live with them. And I'm told daily, you better be thankful you're here. You better be thankful you got a place to stay. Well, guess what? You know, if I wasn't here, could you pay the light bill? I wanted to say that at numerous times because you're receiving money from me. And I know that seems mean and aggressive, but the children who are aging out of foster care, I'm, I'm a anomaly that I went to college and graduated. Mm-hmm. 1% of foster children go to college. The percentage of graduation rate doesn't exist. It hasn't been studied. If it has, I haven't seen it. And I'm pretty astute on this. I have not seen that. 1% go to college. I have a degree and I'm actually starting law school in a couple of weeks to help change the format of this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's unbelievable. By the way, congratulations that you are. Thank you. I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) And can you explain the school 
to prison pipeline and this zero tolerance policy. Is it a good idea? No, it is not. I mean, I want you to think about the children who you don't know what they've experienced to lead them from foster care to prison. I think about my my son's friends um, who were in foster care with him and the numerous amount of them who had a prison record before they had a driver's license. Can you think about that? You have a, a prison record before you even have a, you have a mug shot or before you have a, a driver's license. And that happens for so many foster children because they, let's say a foster parent doesn't know how to handle them. Well, they call the police and the police is like, and the foster parents like take them out. Well, where are they going to go? Usually they end up in jail. It, the reform for that, there needs to be some sort of safe haven for foster children in that moment where anxiety is high and maybe the foster parent is not trained in post-traumatic stress disorder or that type of identity crisis that they're dealing with. Rather than calling the police, let's call this helpline and have this child removed for 24, 48 hours before we give them a record before they can drive. It's frustrating. Yeah. And how can we reduce the school to prison pipeline? How can we reduce it? I honestly think within the school system, we need better resources for not only foster children, but children in general. Following COVID, there were so many children who went hungry. Thankfully, back in Kentucky, we had food services to help families who needed that. But as for children going straight from high school to jail, um, we're giving them minor infractions. A lot of it's marijuana and a lot of states are not, are not ready for that. And we're seeing a kid with, you know, a, a joint. And the next thing we know, he's locked up for, you know, six, eight months. And then, and then he's in a cycle and not, it's not only him, him who becomes in the cycle or she, who, he, whoever becomes in the cycle, that family gets in the prison system cycle. And I feel like part of my book that I'm taught, I, I, that I've, I've, there's another version of this coming out, by the way, mm-hmm. I've talked to a geneticist and the, the genetics that play a role in the prison, the foster care pipeline is astounding. Mm-hmm. There's a gen- generational cur- Yes. I'm getting chills. There's a generational curse that seems to, and a genetic curse that seems to predispose certain families and certain entities to going from not only foster care and then into the prison system. So I so look forward to being able to provide that for you. I've talked to a geneticist and I've also talked to a major psychologist who talks about that prison pipeline and not only just within foster children, but within children in general, how they go certain people are predisposed because of genes to go that way yes it's scary <laughs> you you may already be marked and you don't even know it yeah <laughs> no. I choose not I choose I believe in manifestation I choose I could have very well gone to prison I mean my whole my mother I remember as a child my mother being in jail and me going to see her I remember that my sisters have all been incarcerated I remember I know those things I very well could have followed that path but I chose to break that generational curse. And part of my job, and I feel like my journey here on earth is to teach people that you do not have to succumb to the paths that are allegedly set to your destiny. You can Mm. shape and change and mold and um, pivot and reset, as I like to say. Wow, this is new for me. And what about increasing social workers and mental health professionals? Oh my goodness, absolutely. 
Um, our mental health crisis here in America, I truly, truly feel is a major problem, not only for children, but also for moms who are just exhausted. We are exhausted. We're exhausted as a nation. We're exhausted as a nation. We're exhausted as a people. We're exhausted as a human race. And there's such a stigma for certain classes of people or certain people in general for us to say, hey, I need help. Or to even go to the doctor. I, I remember sitting on the porch at a house I, and, and me saying, hey, I've got a therapist appointment. Girl, you don't need that. You need Jesus. Well, if Jesus, <laughs> if Jesus, can, if Jesus can give me my Vyvanse for my ADHD, that'll be fine. But, but that's the, the moniker that we all feel is we're just going to pray over. And I believe in prayer. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in prayer and, and, um, I, and higher power. But I also know that we need to look into... Um, helping people who are of certain income brackets, you can see the statistics of the gun shootings and income brackets who are truly need services, social services, because the economics that play into that, again, that's in the book, the economics that play into, if you're hungry, you tend not to think well. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a place to sleep, anxiety. If you don't know where your next paycheck's coming from, fear. And what a fearful person does want, they hurt people, hurt people, hurt people. And that's the truth of it. Yes. Mandy, you need to start studying so right now because you have <laughs> so much to do. I am so excited about law school. That was a bucket list of mine. I, I, my ex-husband, um, he, who is pretty cool about it, um, that was a goal. I was supposed to go to law school. My degree is actually in communications with dispute resolution as a uh, minor. And I was supposed to go to law school right out of college. And I my pivoted and resetted that lifestyle. And now I'm fulfilling that dream. So you can still do it. I'm 43. You can still do your dreams. I'm modeling now. I want a beauty pageant. So you yeah. don't have to just settle. You don't. You don't have to hang it up. I love it. I love you, Mandy. By the way. <laughs> you I was like hi girl, <laughs> hi, girl. <laughs> my dear what message would you like to leave for our listeners today if I could leave just a simple statement your mess does not define you and if you have a mess let's turn it into a message whether it is simply showing someone else how to fix the dang coffee fixer so that they can um, have a better day. I think you're standing there in front of the coffee maker and it's not working. If you've had that mess happen to you or if your life, divorce, um, PTSD, you are those monikers don't divine, define you. I, I made the podcast fostered as in past tense because that's not who I am anymore. I'm not a foster child. I'm Amanda Lemon. I'm a writer. I'm a motivational speaker. I'm a law student. I'm a mom. I am not just a foster child anymore. No, and you are bad at girl. I am. I'm gonna get me a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and Mandy, where can our listeners find you? Find your book, your podcast. Please give us your contacts. Sure. Right now, if you'll go over to Amanda Lemon, and there's a D on the end of my last name, .com, all of that information is there. My Instagram, like I said, we're revamping my YouTube channel and placing a different couple different things there. And there is a rumor that I might be starting a TV show as well. I hope you can be back to TV yes. right now. Yes. Well, I hope you'll come on my TV show. That was a segue. I want you on my TV show. Oh, <laughs> just send me the invite and I'll be yeah. there. I will, yeah. I promise you. Yeah. I will go back to Tampa 
like easily. Just let me know. Lucia, come here tomorrow and I'll go to see you here. Of course. So Amanda, it was such a pleasure to have you here today. You are a winner. Thank you, sweetheart. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed the ride. Thank you. You made me cry. I never made me cry. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.